Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, November 15th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, St. Louis resident Elsie McGrath became an ordained Catholic priest in 2007 and was excommunicated. This was a monumental step forward in educating people about what church really ought to be. Now, Pope Francis is opening the question of whether women can serve as deacons. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan speaks with McGrath about her views on the church. That's in just a few minutes. First, the news. St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell wants nearly $1.5 million more in his budget next year than allocated by the county executive. As St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue reports, Bell says he needs the money for prison diversion programs. When he was sworn into office at the beginning of the year, Bell's top priority was expanding alternatives to incarceration. And the prosecutor says he's done that. The St. Louis County jail population is down 29% from last year. But Bell told county council members on Thursday that he needs more money to build on this early success. We can continue this kind of work, but we need the bodies in order to do it. We've had to create a diversion program that was not budgeted for. Bell wants to hire 21 new staff members, including seven people devoted full-time to prison alternatives. I'm Julie O'Donohue, St. Louis Public Radio. More change could be coming to the board that oversees the St. Louis County Police Department. County Executive Sam Page has nominated Dr. Lori Punch and Thomasina Hassler, both black women, to the Board of Police Commissioners. If approved by the county council, they will replace two men who are serving on expired terms. The changes come after a jury last month ordered the county to pay nearly $20 million for failing to promote a police sergeant because he is gay. The county council approved Page's first two nominees for the police board last week. One of Illinois' most powerful politicians is retiring. As Brian Mackey reports, John Cullerton has been president of the Illinois Senate for 11 years. Cullerton was first elected to the General Assembly in 1978. In his four decades in the Illinois House and Senate, he's focused on anti-smoking legislation and vehicle safety. In fact, if you're wearing a seatbelt while listening to this, Cullerton is arguably responsible. He passed the law making seatbelts mandatory in 1984, when just a third of drivers wore them. Since Cullerton was elected Senate president more than a decade ago, he's overseen the impeachment of a governor, elimination of the death penalty, and legalization of same-sex marriage. Now at age 71, he says he wants to spend more time with his wife, kids, and grandchildren. I'm Brian Mackey. It is another day of public impeachment inquiry hearings in Washington. St. Louis Public Radio will have live coverage, which is expected to last most of the day. Our regular schedule can be streamed at stlpublicradio.org. Women are barred from joining the Roman Catholic clergy, but last month Pope Francis said the Vatican would explore the possibility of female deacons. St. Louis resident Elsie McGrath made headlines in 2007 when she became an ordained priest. McGrath was excommunicated but continues to lead a small congregation. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan spoke with McGrath about her hopes for the future of the Catholic Church. I became a Catholic in 1956 after I married a Catholic (laughs) at the age of 17. Having been raised as do what we tell you and um, always obey the rules and everything will be wonderful, I thought, this is pretty good, you know, and then I started getting enlightened. Yeah, so I know a turning point for you was when your husband Jim became an ordained deacon in the church in the mid-90s, and the two of you, you know, actually went through all the preparation together, you know, about something like four years of classes. And I'm wondering, you know, what was that like to fulfill those requirements, knowing that you were not going to be allowed to join the clergy with him? You know, I was good with it right up until the very moment that we went into the cathedral for the ordination ceremony, and we walked all the way down the aisle together. It was a magnificent pageant. And then when we got to the altar rail, the women got to move out of line and sit down in the pew, and the men advanced up onto the altar. And at that point is when I first realized how absolutely awful and unjust this whole thing was. I felt like I had been stabbed. I was totally unprepared for the reaction I would have totally unprepared. So about 10 years later, you actually start feeling the call yourself to become ordained. Why did you decide to become a priest? I don't think I decided it. I think it was necessary. This had nothing to do with me personally. This was what the spirit within me was leading me to. And it made perfect sense. You know, this was a monumental step forward in educating people about what church really ought to be. You and another woman who was ordained that day, Rosemary Hudson, along with the female bishop who actually did the ceremony, all three of you were excommunicated, you know, basically the severest punishment in Catholicism. What was that like? Well, you know, excommunication is literally a contract. It's a legal document, and that means that it has to be accepted by both parties for it to actually be in force. We see ourselves as Roman Catholic women who have chosen to be ordained and model a new way of being church. We do not accept our excommunication. Uh, Our choice is to remain in the church and effect change from the bottom up because that's the only way change ever happens anywhere. So speaking of that change, um, in October, Pope Francis said that he would reopen a commission exploring the possibility of female deacons in the church. And I'm curious, you know, do you feel hopeful that eventually the Catholic Church will allow women to become officially ordained? Oh, absolutely. We absolutely know that it will change. Now, anybody could 
you know, throw out a figure of when this is going to happen. We're not going to see it happen from this particular lifetime. But that's what we're doing it for. That was St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan speaking with Catholic priest Elsie McGrath. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.